views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Wow, what an amazing lineup we have for you today. Writer, community organizer, and author of Recipes for a Sacred Life, uh, Rivi Nishama joining us here today. And for those of you out there, I'm going to say that again. Writer, community organizer, and author of the book I have in my hand, Recipes for a Sacred Life. These are true stories. You know, someone said to me the other day, I feel like we've come from an era of machinations. That was an interesting word, to now embarking on an era of miracles. And I had to really think about that machination. It's been like a really long time since I heard, what, what does that even mean? But what I resonated with was the transformative nature of the statement, from machination to miracles. And so here we are with someone that has said yes to an epic life, a teacher, a social worker in Harlem. I know Harlem very well. Uh, But most importantly, she is someone that is talking about the nature of miracles, the stories, the things that we all resonate with, and how we are so needing of the story in this world today. And so, Rivi, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you for joining us here today. Oh, thank you, Dr. Pet. It's fun to be here with you. Thank you. So I want to start out by talking about the statement that someone made to me. It was a, such an interesting statement. And then after reading your book, of course, I got it. But machinations, that's not a word that we... I don't even know if it's like a real I'm, word. What is the word you're saying? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure it's like a real word, but it was. it kind of was like cool, right? It's yeah. kind of like... Wow, we went from that thing that sounds harsh, that yeah. word, to miracle. Yeah. And now here you are with recipes for a sacred life. True so stories I want to talk to you miracles. about that. Right. I want to talk, what does a sacred life mean to you and to the, and to the people that share the story? Yes. Um, to me, the simplest definition is it's a life of connection, um, connected to other people, connected to nature, connected to the divine, however anyone defines it or feels it. And it's always there. Everything is connected. We're being told more and more each day by science, by mystics, by everyone, yes. But it's it's only a statement to say we're all connected. And to make it a feeling, to make it an experience, that's when it becomes sacred, when you feel that and you feel that link. And my book, each story, shows a different way uh, that you can make that connection. It could be through gardening, through cooking, through making love, through making lists, <laughs> through helping others. But, but there's stories. I'm a storyteller, and these are ways to remind us of the sacredness of life. You know, one of the things that, that came up when we were, you know, on our social media about the upcoming shows today 
you know, someone someone asked a, a, a question. Uh, I, I believe it was a sarcastic question about what in life is sacred. And I think what I responded, you know, I don't remember exactly, you know, what I started to write. But I will tell you what I reacted to. Um, you know, when I was in about 2004, I came down with a mystery disease. And I think up until that point, I wasn't sure that I really understood about a sacred life. I think busy, 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 do this, go to school, go to work, do that, do this. But I think what happens sometimes when each of us is brought to our knees in a certain way, we start to look at things a bit differently. And, you know, for me, it was the vulnerability of my body, which, you know, enabled me to say, I live in the moment of every breath I take, and that became sacred. So I would love for you to talk about this idea of recipes uh, in the title and perhaps share a story that represents what this idea of beauty looks like in this sacred stage. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the reason it's called recipes, I mean, there's a long story about that that's in the prologue of the book called Beginnings, how when I was getting married the first time, I was 22, my mother gave me a blank recipe book, you know, the kind you fill in your favorite recipes, and she filled in her favorites, but she only had two, roast beef and chicken, (laughs) because my mother wasn't much of a cook, and neither am I. Um, But when this book came to me, and it it came to me after I realized I, I made an affirmation one day after taking a Find Your Purpose quiz that my highest purpose was to live a sacred life. And um, almost miraculously, things unfolded after that, that I was being taught and shown. And then I heard a voice you know, one day saying, really write a book, how to create mm. a sacred life. And that's and when I started, the story started coming to me, and I'd be meeting people, remembering experiences, you know, and that each one was showing me because I was asking to be taught you know, what does it mean to live a sacred life? And then, you know, when I thought of a title, that came back to me, you know, my, the book my mother gave me, and how what I was really looking for wasn't a recipe to make chicken, but a recipe to make a good life, a happy life, a sacred life, a good marriage, you know, good relationships. And um, so it was the obvious title for the book that these are the most meaningful stories from my life that I'm passing on like recipes and people will add their own you know different ingredients to it to each story some they'll like some they won't i don't expect them you know to like every recipe in a cookbook (laughs) um but they're stories and they make people laugh or cry but they also uplift and inspire and that's what i was hoping for so wow well, one of the things that, uh, you know, I, I wanted to talk with you about is, you know, having this book emerge during a time um, where people uh, are coming off some of the most um, difficult times yes. of, of, of decades. Uh, yes. Some folks say that the time we've come through in the past 10 years or so has been even more, more devastating than the Great Depression at some level. And I wanted to ask you about this. What is it that we're here to learn when we think about recipes for a sacred life? What what are we here to learn from the past so that we can emerge 
uh, brilliantly in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's so much that came to mind when, when you were talking, because um, I feel that way, too, that this is such mm-hmm. a hard time for the people and for the planet. And I think one thing that, you know, you learn from suffering is compassion. And I think we're to learn compassion for ourselves and for everyone. And also, I believe what we're being taught is to take care of each other and to take care of the world. And when we do that, we we not only feel the connection, you know, to each other and to the world, but we feel good. But the way human beings are wired is when you when you do your highest good, when you become the best you can be, you feel the greatest joy. And maybe you have to feel the sorrow and to be struggling, you know, to find your way back um, to feel the joy. But I, I don't want to say things lightly. I, I, I have a friend a close friend who's dying now, and so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very conscious of, of not being too light with what I say. And But her sister said something that I loved, because it's so hard for her sister, and she said, moment by moment, with love. And I thought, wow, you know, that's a great mantra to remember, just moment is. by moment, with love. Well, I, I would love for you to share a story. Okay. <laughs> one of the um, recipes, one, one that you can select. Okay, thank you. Um, well, let's see. I, I, I thought I'd give you a choice. <laughs> I, I could read Looking for God in All the Wrong Places, which is a story good. about forgiveness, or I could read Joy. I, I think looking for God in all the wrong places. Okay. Okay, here you go. Yeah, you must know me. <laughs> <laughs> we hang around the same places. <laughs> yeah, there we go. All right. <laughs> looking for God in all the wrong places. I was wrestling with night demons, reliving a fight I just had with a friend. In the darkness of the hour, I saw her as cold, scary and attacking, and myself is hurt, innocent, and ready to strike back. See God in everyone, I thought, an adage I once read, written by some monk, I bet, who lived in a cave with no friends or family to deal with. I mean, seeing God in everyone isn't something I easily do. The first time it happened was in the 70s on the New Jersey Turnpike when Barry and the kids and I stopped for lunch at a Howard Johnson's. The kids were cranky and fighting, tired from the long ride. I was cranky, too, muttering about fast food chains and how there'd be nothing here I'd like, and I'd rather starve. The waitress, who had a beehive hairdo and his name badge said Pat, smiled broadly and handed us menus. Well, the special of the day was key lime pie. Now that just happens to be my favorite dessert. Still, I grumbled, it would probably be all chemicals and taste like that too. It's just the stupid hojos. What do you expect? But I took a chance, and here's the truth. It was the best key lime pie I ever ate. Cool, tart, and a crust like butter. 
I savored each bite, and as I did, I looked around. What I saw were families, all sizes, all races, laughing and eating, squabbling and alive. A wave of love washed through me, and I suddenly saw God everywhere, in that pie, in Pat, in everyone in the room. Right. But you can't just make that kind of thing happen. And on this dark, restless night decades later, I sure wasn't seeing God and my angry friend. Forget God. I wasn't even seeing anything good. Then I thought of something the Dalai Lama said. Something about remembering the good in the person you're angry at, the things you like. With that in mind, I began to remember my friend's humor her empathy, and how she was there for me when I was sick. Soon, she didn't seem so scary or bad. In fact, she began to look again like my friend. Seeing God in everyone isn't easy, but when you see the good in them, you're halfway there. And the funny thing is, what you see is what you get. You just need to know where to look. I love that we pick that to read for a lot of reasons. Uh, One of them is that um, it brings me back to growing up and and the song, All You Need Is Love. And when I think about that, um, a friend of mine said the other day, you know, how how do I turn this anger into love? You know, I don't know how to do that. And it's a really, really interesting place to be when you know you don't want to be angry anymore. And and you've heard over and over and over and over again, love is the answer. And what I was struck by as she was speaking was gratitude. And I know you talk about gratitude. I know there's stories in the book. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you, where does gratitude fit in? Uh, the recipes for a sacred life. Mm. Yeah, a lot of my stories are about gratitude and of giving thanks. And it's I'm starting the day with giving thanks, just waking up and being thankful for the day, but saying it out loud. And then, you know, in other stories, I talk about the importance of saying thank you to people we meet, people who help us, people at the grocery store. People, you know, that we call for help when our computer breaks down and and they're talking to us from some country far away, but they're trying to help. And, you know, when they help, you know, thank them. And when you thank them, they get so happy and then you get so happy. And the gratitude just goes between you. And I feel like it's, it's a direct connection to the sacred and just giving thanks and in the morning, um, I talk about a Native American ritual and two of the stories. One's kind of funny and the other's a little more serious, but it's the same ritual of going out no matter what time, if you, you get up late or early and watch the sunrise, but say hello to the sun, hello to the sky, hello to the earth, hello to the water. And it's indigenous people have been doing this for thousands and thousands of years, but when I do it, um, I'm finding it. It just calms me down and gives me such a good feeling and a feeling of connection to thank the sun and, you know, that it's innocence, new beginnings, a new day. 
You know, one of the things that um, uh, I, you know, I'm really struck by as well is, you know, looking at life and um, and while we've heard over the past decade how important it is to stay in the present moment, I think one of the things that is an enormous misconception is staying in the present moment doesn't mean doing nothing. Or it doesn't mean, right, it doesn't mean that you're in the present moment and, and, you're, and you're not supposed to think about a bright future. I yeah. wanted to talk with you a little bit about what you've discovered with these stories that people point to as either their theme or their aha moments. What have, what have some of these stories, you know, said to you where you said, oh, that's amazing, I hadn't thought about that. Um, the stories that I'm trying to think what what um, that they made me feel. Oh, that's amazing! Yes, I haven't thought about that. Well, there was one story just came to mind right away when you said I was in a grocery store and I was getting really annoyed at people who say, "Have a great day, have a great day." <laughs> I'd be grumbling like, "What's wrong with a nice day or a fair day?" <laughs> Rivy, R-I-V-V-Y, with River, 
Neshama, N-E-S-H-A-N-A.com. And if you just Google Rivi, it pretty much comes up. Um, when you go to Amazon, if you just put in Rivi, the book comes up. And the book's at local bookstores and independent bookstores, and it's online. And it's Recipes for a Sacred Life, True Stories, and a Few Miracles. And I loved talking with you, Pat. Thank you. Well, you know, one of the things that I love to do is, is so so often, you know, we forget about the miracles that happen in our everyday lives. And, you know, part of why I love doing what I do is I get to chat with you, Rivi, and others about what we can learn and share with each other. You know, what is it about what you've discovered and what you've said yes to in the world that will reach out and touch someone, right, that's listening to the show, that will change their lives, change it amazingly. So I wanted to ask you uh, in these final minutes or so, I wanted to ask you, um, what is it about the book that you'd like to say that um, will help people uh, uh, at least open up a portal of joy for their lives. What, what would you like to say about the book? And also, what's your personal message? What would you like to leave us with here today? Mm. <laughs> Those are good questions. <laughs> um, well, what I'd like to say about the book, I guess, is that it's teaching me. It's constantly teaching me um, to live my best life, my happiest life. And more and more readers are saying that's what it's teaching them. So I feel delighted that we're on this journey together. Um, I feel excited. Red Book made it the book club pick of the month for this month and said it's the book that will inspire you to live a better 2014, that it's poignant, it's funny, and it's wise. That's their words. <laughs> and, mm. you know, and that you know, I'm, I'm happy to connect with people by telling stories, by being a storyteller. That's a tradition um, of many religions. You know, it's Judaism, Christianity, the Sufis, the Native Americans, the Hindus, and yeah. so I feel you know honored to have been inspired to join in that tradition to to pass on everything I've been taught and learned through stories. I love it. I want to thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us here. And again, one more time, please give your website out. Okay, well, the website is Rivi, R-I-V is in Virginia, V is in Virginia, Y, Neshama, N-E-S-H-A-M-A dot com. And, um, or you can just do a search for recipes for a sacred life, and you'll get there. I mean, if I can figure out how to get places on the computer, I feel anybody can. I agree completely. Thank you, Rivi. Thank you so much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. We're going to be talking about what does it mean to realize your business dreams? You know, what is it that we're going to learn from an award winner, somebody that understands how to do good things in the world, how to step out, and how to make business beautiful. What if the world doesn't function the way we've been told? What if we truly can bend the laws of physical reality? What if we can end limitation? 
What if weird were the coolest thing you could be? And what if it's time for a totally different reality? Are you ready to create it? Are you ready to dream as big as you dare? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything in my life changed for me. This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Gandhi, Galileo, and Aristotle all knew to be true. It's not about the answer. It's about being the question, always. It's about truly being you, whatever that looks like, and changing this world. Is now the time? Start by signing up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. That's beingyouclass.com. What if you are the gift and the change this world requires? Beingyouclass.com. Where do you desire to go in life? How do you plan to get there? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Your Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside you waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase on TransformationTalkRadio.com and discover how awakening to your inner voice transforms your life. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Join the Pacific Northwest EFT Tappers at the 4th Annual Tappers Gathering this March 1st at Bastyr University. Tapping enthusiasts from across the region will be sharing healing stories, learning different EFT applications, and forging a strong community. This event raises money and awareness for continuing EFT tapping scientific research. All net proceeds go to our 501c3 nonprofit conducting a study showing how EFT can alter gene expression. Bring your cards and information for a fulfilled day of networking and inspiring one another. Visit www.nwtappersgathering.com or call 360-661-6877. www.nwtappersgathering.com or call 360-661-6877. Having trouble keeping up with the accelerated, life-altering changes occurring on the planet? The Quantum Vortex is the brainchild of Meg Benedicte, a pioneer in quantum healing and energetic activations, weaving together ancient spiritual knowledge, quantum physics, and vibrational healing. Meg Benedicte is accelerating change at the cellular level. For more details on private sessions, meditation CDs, downloads, and teleseminars, visit NewEarthCentral.com. The Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, TBDA, has just launched Bite Back for a Cure a new national grassroots campaign to build support for the fight against tick-borne diseases. This fall, 24-year-old John Donnelly is biking across America to meet others affected by tick-borne diseases and raise awareness about the national tick-borne disease epidemic. TBDA wants you to get involved in the campaign and follow John's journey. To learn more, visit BiteBackForACure.org. 
Are you ready to move past limiting beliefs and unconscious obstacles that are holding you back from financial prosperity? Do you want to be free from debt and that feeling of being disempowered? Mary Jane Allen is a financial healer and joy creation specialist who uses her unique set of tools included in her financial healing process to help her clients move past those beliefs and fears. For more information and to contact Mary Jane, visit her website, manifestyourlifedream.com and begin your financial healing process today. What's getting your attention as physical pain or illness? Have doctors been unable to help? Consider an intuitive healing session with Christy Borst. Amazing things happen every day, sometimes with jolting awareness, and sometimes with subtle shifts aided with Christy's divine healing gift. Release that which no longer serves you. For more information and to contact Christy, visit HealingResonance.us. That's HealingResonance.us. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellnessone.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellnessone.net. <laughs> 